0: May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His word. So every once in a while, I, we switch places, and instead of me doing the worship, I come up and do some of the sermonizing, and uh, either David or, or Maggie and the team lead the worship. And uh, so that was a. Where where it is David? I don't. know. Oh, there. Did you write that song, Shamish Candle? Shamash Candle? Yeah. yeah, that was an awesome song. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Okay. Well, so my sermon this morning is going to be about thinking. You know, as many as you probably know, it's um, it's not been an easy time for my wife Mary and I the last week and a half or so because she fell and broke her the femur bone in her leg, and then ended ended up having hip replacement surgery last week. So she's still in recovery at home and getting pretty feisty because she can't get out of bed half the time. And uh, so I have to be uh, Nurse Dave. And so pray for Mary. Pray for me too sometimes. (laughs) But, um, you know, it can be very easy to fall into negative thinking sometimes after something bad happens to you. Whether it's an accident could be a loss of a job, could be loss of a loved one, Uh, or having to endure false accusations, slander kind of things, you know, it can really hurt when negative stuff happens. And that hurt can put you in a place where you ask, why me? Why did this happen to me? Even for believers in Yeshua, you may ask, why me, Lord? Why is this happening today? You know. So I've been doing a lot of thinking this week about thinking. And I want to play a little video clip for you. If, Gordon, are you ready for the... Here we go. Do we have sound too? we got to stall Mrs. Bedford off till we find our dog. Now start thinking, if possible.
1: <laughs> What's the matter with you?
0: I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Poor old Curly, just trying to think, trying to think hard, but nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. Have you ever experienced thinking and nothing's happening? How often do we try so hard, thinking and thinking and overthinking, trying to figure things out, trying to reason things? Why did this happen to me? Did I do something wrong? What if I had taken that other job? Would things be better? What if if I had just gone home that day and not stopped at the store? What if I had just avoided that person? Was I sinning? Am I out of fellowship with Hashem? So the question I'd like to pose before you this morning is, can we overthink our walk as a believer in Messiah Yeshua? And the answer is yes. Now, can we underthink our lives? And again, I would say the answer is yes, we can underthink our lives. But the problem is not just in quantity of thought, over or underthinking. The problem is quality as well, like thinking carefully or thinking sloppily or thinking truthfully and thinking falsely. Does the Bible give us help? And not falling off the cliffs of overthinking and underthinking? I think it does. I think the Bible does help us. And I'm going to give you three kinds of help. And you might say, well, you know, wait a minute, David. The, the Bible tells us we need to walk by the Spirit. Well, that's true. But you have to think a thought first, even to walk by the Spirit. In truth, the Bible celebrates thinking. You cannot blow off thinking thinking if you want to be a biblical person. So here I think are three relevant verses. Number one, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 7. Paul says to his young protege, Timothy, he says, Consider what I'm saying, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Consider what I'm saying. Considering is thinking. He's telling, think about what I'm saying. Think about what I'm saying, because thinking is a prelude to receiving inspiration. If you're reading the Bible, you are thinking the inspired Word of God. The Apostle Paul got his inspiration from God and wrote it down for our benefit. Reading the Bible and thinking and meditating on what you are reading builds your understanding. So we want to think on His Word. It builds our understanding. The next verse is 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20. Here he says, Brothers and sisters, stop being children in your thinking. Rather, be infants in evil, but in your thinking be mature. Thinking is a mark of being a grown-up. It's, it's acting mature. It's acting grown-up in thinking. What is the mark of childish thinking? I want it and I want it now. I want ice cream. But hey, it's it's five o'clock. It's time for no, I want ice cream now. I remember, I guess it was over the summer, being up up at my uh, daughter Alicia's house, and uh, the ice cream man in the truck comes down the street ringing the bell, and my granddaughter Lily runs out of the house ice cream, ice cream, ice cream go? Where did she go? I didn't even see her. You know, for a minute, I panicked. I ran after her, and finally, she was around the back of the house. She was just, you know, it was dinner time, but the ice cream man was coming, and that's all she knew and all she wanted. I don't know how she was even going to get in it. She didn't have any money, so, but anyway. But that is childlike thought. I want ice cream, and I want it now. And he says also in that verse to be infants in evil. He wants you to be mature in your thinking, but infants be childlike in evil. What does that mean? It means don't spend time thinking evil. Don't think evil thoughts. Don't spend time thinking, how can I get back at that person? He did that to me. I'm going to get even with him. What dirty thing can I do to get revenge? Or you get... A layoff notice from your company. company says, you know, you're going to lose your job, so I'll fix them. I'm going to sabotage things on the, on the assembly line. And sadly, I, I actually saw that happen at least a couple times during my working career. People would do that. So, be a grown-up. Be mature in your thinking. Number three, Romans 12, verse 2. Paul says, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, acceptable, and perfect. This is a famous verse. It's about the renewed mind. Thinking is a part of a believer's newness in Messiah. Renewing your mind is changing your mind to think God's thoughts. Renewing your mind is thinking what God's word says about you. Renewing your mind is thinking the truth of God's word. My thinking will determine my days, years, and ultimately my life, the way it plays out. Everything starts in the mind. So we want to be thinking God's thoughts, his thoughts and his words. These things the Bible does and shows us to help us to not fall off the cliff of overthinking or underthinking. It celebrates the importance of thinking. It says, be a grown-up. Think clearly. Do not think evil. So thinking is a grown-up and mature thing to do as a believer. The second thing the Bible does is show us that thinking is not the end game itself. You're right. Thinking is important, but it's not everything. Because thinking leads us to a point. In 1 Timothy, chapter 1, verse 5, we read in the verse, it says, Now the goal of this command is to love from of a pure heart, in a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. Again, Paul was giving instruction to his young, young friend, Timothy. It's to love from of a pure heart, and a clear conscience, and a genuine faith. God designed thinking with an end in mind. Godly thinking exists to serve love. Think all you want, but let those thoughts be from a pure heart. If you're reading and studying the Bible, if you're thinking mature, grown-up thoughts, those thoughts are going to be of love with a clear conscience. No need of shame, because those thoughts are grounded in faith. The faith you have and your Messiah, Yeshua. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 8 says, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you don't see him now, you trust him and are filled with a joy that is glorious beyond words. Thinking exists to serve joy. So you have love, you have joy. Peter was reminding the believers that even though you don't see Yeshua in the flesh right now, He's with you, and he brings joy to your life. That is beyond words. That is beyond the physical. He brings the joy to your life. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable... If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think. Think. Thinking exists to serve a peace of heart and mind that surpasses thinking. It goes beyond thinking. You think your way up, then the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, zooms you beyond what you can compute, beyond whatever you can comprehend. Thinking in the Bible is never the final goal of life. The head, where the thinking is, must, be, must do its supporting work so that the heart can do its main work and not be deceived. That's the second way the Bible helps us not fall off the cliff of overthinking and o- underthinking. Thinking is not the end game. Thinking is a sign of maturity. Thinking is not an end game. The third thing the Bible tells us, the Bible encourages us to look up. He tells us to direct our thoughts up and outward. Outward away from subjectivism and away from introspection to the right comprehension of great and glorious things. Subjectivism is the concept of, well, I determine what is truth. Truth is what I think it is. If that's, I if think it's true, it's truth. And introspection is that constantly ruminating thinking in my own head all the time. What is about everything. So subjectivism differs from the truth of the word. Philippians 4, 8 and 9. If we can go there. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And then he goes on in verse 9 to say, Whatever you have learned or received or heard of me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace, of shalom, will be with you. In other words... Stop standing in front of the mirror and worrying about what your hair looks like, or if you have any hair, or whatever you're all worked up about. Instead, go over to the window and look out. Whatever you have learned or received or heard of me, he says, or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Think about the right things. Practice the right things, and the God of peace will get very close and very precious to you. Set your thinking not only on what is true, but on what is above. For in Colossians 3, verses 2 through 4, it says, Focus your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Messiah in God. When Messiah, who is your life, is revealed, then you also will be revealed with him in glory. So be about the business of taking your minds and all your thinking and make heaven and all the realities of Messiah the focus of your thinking. Let's look at one more verse, Hebrews 12, 2 and 3. It says, Focusing on Yeshua, the initiator and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame, And he has taken his seat in the right hand of the throne of God. Consider, that word consider, think on him who has endured such hostility by sinners against him so that you may not grow weary in your souls and lose heart. Yeshua is the founder and the perfecter of our faith. Consider him, think on him, be strong on him, think on what he did, think on what he endured, Think on what he has accomplished for all of us. Now, you may have heard of something called 12-step programs. 12-step programs such as Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, just to name a few. They've had a lot of success helping people overcoming their addictions. People who suffer with alcoholism, drug addiction, gambling addiction, overeating, etc., they have a common tendency to think negative, bad thoughts about themselves all the time, and think negative thoughts in general. They think bad thoughts, so they medicate themselves with drugs or alcohol to try to make them feel better, which only, in the end, makes them feel shame and feel bad again, and it's a cycle repeats itself over and over again. And this is something they've seen in people that have, have addictions. They medicate to try to feel better. Then they feel bad about what they did. Then they do it again. And it just it's a never-ending cycle. Well, 12-step programs, they have a term for this. It's called stinking thinking. Stinking thinking is resentment towards other people, bitterness about the past, self-centeredness, feeling inferior, blaming, being a glass half-empty person, being negative all the time, is a sign of stinking thinking. So how do you overcome stinking thinking? First, you must recognize that you're falling into stinking thinking. You stop. Replace that negative thought with scripture. You think to yourself, I, oh, I can't do this. I've, I've just, I, I can't accomplish this task. Replace it with Scripture. I can do all things through Messiah Yeshua who strengthens me. Philippians 4:13. You think I'm messed up beyond belief. I'm a bad person. God hates me. God doesn't love me. Think 1 John chapter 1 verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all righteousness. Clarine used that this morning. If you were thinking I'm never going to forgive that person for what they did to me. Think Ephesians four thirty two. Be kind to one another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, as God through Messiah Yeshua forgave you. You can change your mind by putting God's word in your mind. That's why you study scripture. That's why you think on these things. That is grown up mature believer. So what are you thinking? Here are my three suggestions for how the Bible helps us not overthink, not underthink, not think poorly, and not think falsely. And it just sums up like this. The Bible commends thinking as being part of being mature. God wants you to think. Parents told you when you're growing up, God gave you a brain, use it. Think. Number two, the Bible keeps thinking in its place Thinking is a servant of joy, peace, and love. Hey, those sounds like fruits of the Spirit. They are. The litmus test of whether your thinking is doing its work is in its fruit. If it's not producing joy, peace, and love, it's like Curly was saying with the Three Stooges, nothing's happening. If we're thinking badly, we're stinking thinking. Number three, the Bible points us away from excessive introspective thought, subjectivism—that's that I determine what's truth—and says, "Send your thinking again and again to the truth of God's word." End up in the heavens. Look up, look up to Messiah. Shabbat shalom. Let me pray. Our